firelight went up to the red figures of an ancient frescoed vault, smoke hazed from the braziers on either side of the black stone tomb. In the dark congregation, watchful eyes now and again caught the firelight and reflected it. Gold fire brighter than the sheen of light off opulent brocade. It was an Atevi place, and solemn tribute to a decades dead Aiji. Decades in the past, Valassi might be, but the association he had created had only grown wider at his death. It spanned the continent now. It reached around the world. It shared the heavens with strangers. An Atevi place, an Atevi ceremony, an Atevi congregation. But one human, one pale, blonde, very small and conspicuous human, stood in a crowd of towering Atevi lords, some of whom had often and fairly recently entertained the idea of killing him. Under the court attire, the frock coat and the lace and the brocades, Bren Cameron wore ten pounds of composite that would stop most bullets. If any of these very adept gentlemen and ladies ventured an assassination without proper filing of intent, the Assassin's Guild, on the living IG's order, would not allow that to happen. The tall Atevi on either side of him, Benici and Jago, in the black and silver of that guild, they knew the odds. They knew all the agreements and contracts currently in force, knew the likelihood of illegal risks as well. And while assuring him there was no contract filed and that no guild actions but surveillance could be taken for days on any side of this gathering, they still insisted on the armor. So Bren complied, uncomplaining, with not too many questions, and kept his head generally down, evading any too direct stare that might draw attention. Deference, respect, solemnity, in a place where humans least of all belonged. Tabini Aiji had decreed this honor to his father's tomb, so the invitation declared, for a memorial and a reminder of the origins of the Western Association, well and good. Humans and Atevi alike honored their dead, and they held memorials, particularly at points of change or challenge. But what was changing? Or where was the challenge? But, predictably enough, they could hardly ignore the call to venerate the Aiji's father. The loyal lords of the western Aishi Ditat had come in with no trouble. Those from the south shore and from the farthest eastern reaches of the association arrived in far more uneasy duty, surely with questions of their own. They had been Valassi's allies, most of them, and saying so had been unfashionable in the west for decades. The Aiji Dowager, too, had flown in from the east for this solemn event. If she hadn't, rumors would have flown. Elicity, Aiji Dowager, Valassi's mother, Tabini's grandmother, and the whole world knew that one of the two, Tabini or Elicity, had almost certainly assassinated Valassi. Well, grant she came, no mere opinion of men perturbed her. If one was an Atevi lord, and she was among the highest of Atevi lords, one rigidly observed the proprieties and courtesies that supported all lords, whatever the circumstances. One consistently did the right thing. And if one were the human Paidi Aiji, the official translator, the point of contact between two species, one also did the right thing.
and came when called, and kept clearly in mind the fact that this was not human society. A paltry assassination by no means broke the bonds of an Atevi association, no more than it necessarily fractured Manchi, that emotional cement that held all Atevi society together. A judicious, well-planned in-house assassination only made the association more comfortable for all the rest, eased, rather than broke, the web of association and common consent, in this case, the family bond on which the stability of the world depended. A well-chosen assassination might make unity easier once the dust settled, and a species that did not, biologically speaking, feel friendship, still felt something warm and good when its surrounding associations settled into harmony.